Welcome back to Entertainment Talk, I'm your host Matthew, and today we have a very, very special episode. For those of you that may have followed Entertainment Talk for a short period of time, uh, you'll know about my love for, my long ongoing love for Toy Story uh, ever since I was a child. Um, back in June of this year, a prequel um, backstory film called Lightyear was released. Uh, that film was directed by Angus MacLean. Joining me today is the director of Lightyear, Angus McLean. Angus, thank you very much for taking the time to do this with me. Um, how are you doing Hello. today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. You're very, very welcome. Uh, this is quite surreal for me, as you could probably imagine. Um, so yeah, uh, Lightyear came out back in June. It's been out for some time now. It's now available to be watched on Disney+. Plus. Um, how are you feeling mm-hmm. after Lightyear, after, you know, a, a few months after release, now it's on streaming, uh, more people are hopefully still watching it. Um, how are you feeling after this time? Well, I think when you finish any project, it's, uh, it's a little bit bizarre that something you've been living with for so long is now out in the world. And, uh, they tell me people are enjoying it and watching it on a Disney plus. And so I'm happy happy that that's happening I, for me it's more I'm, th- I'm thinking more about the next thing and, and wondering about uh you know future projects now my head's already you know it's been on the next thing for for uh, months now so nice. uh that's so i'm happy i'm happy it's out and i'm, I'm many people love it and uh, so i'm just excited that it's finally uh it's it's finally out in the world. It's interesting, like when it's when things are in theaters, you have a little bit of sense for the way people react to the film because you can go to a theater and you can you can sit with an audience and enjoy it with them, and that was amazing when it was out in theaters. And then when it gets released to uh, streaming or digital, it's not quite the same thing in that you don't you 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 you, you don't get the instant feedback in, in the same way. Uh, you get a, a list of numbers, and they say that uh, people are watching it and enjoying it. So uh, that's nice. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'll have a question later about uh, future pro- future projects that we'll get to. Um, mm-hmm. So you've told me the story of Buzz Lightyear, which I very much loved and appreciated. Thank you for directing Lightyear. Um, oh, let's just okay. take a minute or two to tell you a story of my own. Um, it's a very particular um story of mine involving my my history with Toy Story. Uh, in case you didn't know, I was born in 94, then of course Toy Story uh, 1, obviously had 95, 99, 2010, um, 2019, and of course your film in 2022. Um, so back in 1999, when I went to see uh, Toy Story 2, you know, really loved the first one, the young child, you know, very, very excited, the childlike wonder, still very much there. Um, and uh, it's a scene that your film, uh, Lightyear, of course, does call back to in a right in a way that I really loved. We can perhaps talk about that in a minute uh, with the landing on the planet and everything like that. So, of course, the opening of Toy Story 2 plays out. Uh, Buzz lands on Zerg's planet. He has a brief fight with him um, and it appears to the audience. And, of course, somebody at my age at that point, about five years old, um, didn't quite, you know, understand all the rules of cinema. Um, I thought Buzz Lightyear at the point was dead. Uh, and then, of course, a few seconds later, it turned out it turned out that Rex, you know, with his little dinosaur arms, I think he said something about he couldn't press one button and another button, and Buzz was there uh, playing the game with him. Uh, so I just wanted to share that story um, with you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, happy I'm, I'm able. That's to... great. Uh, that's that's wonderful to hear because 
that's I, I animated that scene where he dies and um, oh wow I had I had done there were a few of us that did the opening and and I did pretty much from once Buzz like floats up with the bubble all the way to the end of that scene and so that that was done very very quickly toward the very end of production so mm-hmm. from my point of view I was just staying up very late and I ended up like I ended up like getting crashing at a nearby hotel so I could get up and uh, animate as early as I could the following morning because we were such against such tight deadlines. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for animating anime a scene that uh, means so much to me. That's uh, really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm glad little, you little five-year-old, roughly five-year-old me uh, sitting crying in the cinema thinking Buzz Lightyear is dead. But uh, no, they cleared it up a few <laughs> seconds later, so very cool. Um <laughs> Yeah, of course, an iconic line in there, not today, Zerg, uh, jumps over him. Uh, but it, uh, yeah, Rex couldn't quite do it. So, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of obviously the big screen experience, um, now when I went to do my preview uh, for Lightyear, which was about a month or so before the film came out, um, looked up some of your credits, which you did some of the uh, animated shorts, which, well, I love everything Toy Story anyway. So, um, yeah, your stuff is in- obviously included in that. Um, what was it like going from some of the animated shorts to uh, directing, you know, Lightyear, obviously having that on the big screen, being, you know, having such an important character? Uh, what was the kind of shift with that like? Oh, well, it didn't seem like much of a shift to me since every project that I've worked on has kind of prepared me for the next thing. And so I probably had the most gentle introduction to each stage age for i mean if it's you know that i started in 97 and the first feature i solo directed came out in 2022 so that's a lot of time to figure out how to do the job uh so it wasn't you know the 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 challenges of a feature are different but having co-directed finding dory and working alongside alongside andrew for so long it, it was it was more just about the execution of the idea and the specific challenges of, of this story that, that, that were the things I would focus on, but the actual making of a feature, uh, when you've had the ramp in of doing several shorts, a half hour special and co-directing a feature, um, with a very capable director. I mean, that's not, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty, that's a gentle ascent. <laughs> let's say. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, what is your favorite, uh, I call them mannerisms. What is your favorite Buzz Lightyear mannerisms? He's got a few, you know, iconic lines, things that he does, um, things that are of course referenced and done in your film, uh, Lightyear, um, which I, I, I saw a video, I think it was a few weeks after Lightyear came out and there was this, um, combination. It was only about a minute or so of scenes from like his introduction in Toy Story 1, of like, oh, ground's a bit unstable, and you know, trying to contact Star um, Starfleet and all that sort of stuff. Uh, what is kind of some of your favorite of those from from Buzz that he does? Well, I think I, there's something I've always enjoyed, and so it's just a small gesture, but I always like his kind of quick, like head twist with the eyebrow raise that he does, <laughs> kind of an, a melodramatic almost. Shatner-esque commanding glance. Um, Buzz, of course, the original character, uh, the toy, has such a 
prominent arched eyebrows uh, and they work best when you really have them looking very severe and so there's something about that in combination with his head twist that I always think is really funny uh, but I mean I like I've always been drawn to Buzz as the kind of amalgam of sci-fi genre bravado um, of, of pop culture and so that kind of uh, overconfident arrogance has always cracked me up <laughs> and it was yeah. fun to kind of take that and unpack that in it for our film nice nice um i think one of the ones that translated in a really interesting way because there's a physical aspect to this one is where he um has his communicator thing on his on his left arm and of course in the toy story films he's a toy so it's literally just like a drawing thing or like a sticker on his arm and then, of mm-hmm. course, in, in Lightyear, it is act- an actual person with a suit with a functioning thing. But the mm-hmm. the reason given in that is like, oh, they, they, those logs kind of do go through, but no one listens to them. But it, it's part of, like, who Buzz is and, and everything like that. I thought that was uh, that was really great. And there's a particular aspect, I think, in Toy Story 4, because um, he starts pressing the, the buttons on his suit, which has, like, the inner voice and stuff. So... Um, that's mm-hmm. that's one of the ones that I really liked, uh, like you know, oh, Star coming Starfleet. That was uh, some really good stuff. Um, but I mm-hmm. I liked the whole um, sequence at the start of Flight Year where uh, you know ground's a bit unstable, contacting um, you know Starfleet and everything, uh, and then you get the the vi- the sort of visor glance as well. Um, again, in the video mm-hmm. that I saw, that was all uh, shown really well uh, in terms of like. The, the toy version and the human version so that's uh that's one of my favorite ones that uh today's sponsor is manscaped you can get 20 percent off with your order with manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them which is etalk uk that's e-t-a-l-k uk to get 20 percent off your order and free shipping with manscaped they sell various different men's grooming products from shavers razors ear and nose head trimmers different clothes and deodorants you don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply. That will get you 20% off your order with Manscaped and free shipping. First-hand quality professional with Manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves. Even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first-class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and 
the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned. And it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show. Or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month, and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts, and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. What uh, one one particular scene I was really really looking forward to seeing, and something which got me quite excited. I mean, the whole trailer got me. All, all of the trailers got me quite excited. But one particular aspect was, okay, Zerg's probably in this film. How's that going to be done? Obviously, there's a bit of a mm-hmm. spoilery twist later on. We won't get into that. But um, for me personally, it was kind of okay because the toy version that we've known and loved for over twenty years only has like a basically a light on you know as is as is blaster but the buzz in this film in lightyear has an actual real suit with a blaster on it and stuff and i remember thinking like how's that going to translate and you know the the fight scenes that way with zerg because zerg is shooting back at him and then you have an actual you have a more real kind of fight um because i know that they have some uh, mainly in toy story 2 um they do obviously meet and you know, you know i'm your father mm-hmm. type stuff and everything um, what was it like to do some of those fight scenes? Because you do, you do have a bit of a different translation there, where you've got a person in a suit who's actually shooting something, as opposed to Buzz, you know, the toy version in the films. Well, uh, designing the action for that really is trying to bring it into more of a, a realistic or a weight-bearing mm-hmm. Um, movement structure um the 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 fights and there's not very many fights in toy story 2 but a lot of it is jumping and rolling and he throws those discs a lot <laughs> um yeah. i i think um the way i looked at it is we needed to have a certain there's a certain expectation for He's got to fight Zerg. He's got to blast him with a laser. He's got to jump over him. There were like a set of things that I felt like were essential for the visual, the obligatory scene of the the matchup of these two. And so from there, because the laser was, is changing throughout the movie as Buzz is becoming the Buzz we know and love slowly you know he gets he has a hand blaster that always gets lost and then so he gets the arm blaster that attaches to it and then eventually that's refined into being part of the suit so for me it was meant to be the use of the arm blaster was all part of the the light year mythos of him becoming the the the, the, a more familiar character that we know uh so as far as the action goes it was just a matter of how much can we put in to give a flavor of what you want without boring the audience? Because, you know, actual fighting in movies is especially CG animation is fairly boring. You have to have it be about something. So in this case, uh, when Buzz is fighting Zerg, he's trying to escape, which is a good point. That's a perfectly reasonable 
thing. He's trying to make his, make an exit. So a gettable goal is so useful to the audience. And so that's where we've really based it around. Nice. Nice. Um, for you particularly, is there any other, cause I've pointed out a few there, like the, uh, buzz mannerisms and stuff, mainly the, the opening where that's shown and some of the Zerg fight scenes. Um, was there any other particular scenes in the film that you enjoyed doing or enjoyed, you know, making or anything like that? Any others that particularly stood out? Well, uh, the the movie, I don't know. I mean, there's there's so much. It's hard to pick out things that I enjoyed more than others. I mean, there were some interesting challenges, and certainly getting the the capture cone scene working was was pretty fun, and and working on the sandwich beats and anything with socks was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, you know, working out the Buzz Lightyear popping his wings, you know, ending was was a lot of fun and leading into that. And how do you build up to this moment? That was fun. I mean, it's 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 a it's a challenge because you're always balancing. You know, the, a lot of the references for Toy Story Two are really front loaded in the movie, because hopefully you're just following it on its own merits after a while. I find sometimes when you have movies that are often re- too referential to earlier movies or other things, it can be distracting. Mm-hmm. So once we've at- established that, we kind of tried to make it its own thing. And so that balance was always something that was really present to me. And, and, and working through that was an interesting challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, currently at the moment, Toy Story 2, I mean, the Toy Story franchise itself is my favorite franchise in general. Um, but particularly Toy mm, Story great. Two is my is my favorite. Um, not that I like mm-hmm. you know picking favorites out of those because I love all the films. Um, and I just loved because sure. I I didn't quite as I wasn't quite sure what to expect in terms of okay what other references are you going to do to the other films? I expected like some things like Zerg and Buzz's mannerisms, but when it was like Buzz landing on the planet and you see the the yellow um, like uh, Zergs sort of minions and stuff, I was like oh okay those those are from that and they're saying zerg and stuff like that and that was that was really mm-hmm. really cool so um yeah you very success in, in my opinion you very successfully referenced uh toy story to to put to, to a point where i was like oh that's a call back to that and it's from a you know um film i love and everything and especially since um uh, you know the, like i said the opening of toy story 2 which means a lot to me um and when he landed on the planet and there was some few similarities to that i was like that's really really cool so I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed those. Um, so those were some of my other oh, favorite you. scenes as well. You're welcome. Um, so cool. with, with this film, of course, one of the differences is um, this is well, it's a Toy Story film, definitely still um, bit of a spin-off in a way because you're doing the the backstory uh, of, of course, the the film that Andy saw. Um, I like the very sort of simple explanation at the start as well. Just hey, it's this year. Andy got this toy. This is the film that that he saw, and it's his it's his favorite film. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, what was it like for you, kind of writing the story for and making the human version of Buzz, and obviously casting? Of course, you've got Chris Evans this time, Captain America, as opposed to Tim Allen. Um, was there any sort of challenges or interesting parts of like, okay, we now have the human version of Buzz Lightyear as opposed to the toy that we're all used to? So, was there any kind of like differences, or how, how was that kind of thought process for you? Well, certainly there's a, there's a lot of differences. Most notably is that the function that Buzz has to be in the story is much more of a, a main character. And, and it yeah. has, it's, that, that's the biggest challenge in that he has to go through an arc. Uh, 
instead of being a, a, a competent idiot character on the side, which is really funny. And so how do you maintain the spirit of that character, but also deepen it and see character grow through it? So for me, it was really clear that um, his overconfidence was going to be his defining trait and his steadfast belief in himself really connected to a lot of the the other like the, the characters he was based on um and i never really saw like they're like what is the dark side of that overconfidence and the steadfast mm -hmm. belief in yourself uh, that those types of characters what's the what's the what's the what's the natural um outcome of that and and what i saw that was was isolation and so that's what a, a lot of the approach to the movie was how isolating uh, and limiting, focusing purely on execution and legacy, uh, and how that was ultimately chasing something, um, you know, ch finishing the mission or, or following orders was something that wa was good in the short term, but ultimately long term may not align to happiness for both. And that he had a rigidity to him that separated him from people. One thing I noticed uh, in Toy Story, of course, is that he's always separated um, by his belief in the nature of reality. And that's pretty much each of the movies. Mm. And so what I tried to do for this film, and you know, getting uh, Chris allowed for a, a different character. It allowed for a separation so that half the time the audience was going, well, this isn't the toy. He doesn't look like the toy. Like it was a meant to be a deliberate separation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also meant to be a, a younger character, certainly. Um, so the, so the, the thinking was we would have Buzz be separated from everyone else. Now Buzz is separated from everyone else in Toy Story because he believes he's a space ranger. And so how do you, create a, a, a similar feeling like this. So that's where the time dilation separation and him being a character out of time was very much oh, like yeah. the classic Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers, Captain America. All those are characters out of time. So that was, an, that was a kind of big picture thinking way of separating him from other people. So that's that's where we started and that, that, was, our, that was our intention. Nice. I really like that. Um, just a couple more questions I've got for you. Um, so following on from like the, the idea of this film, the backstory, the individual uh thing, because like what you mentioned there, he you have the difference. Obviously, you don't have Woody to bounce off of. You don't have Bo Peep. You don't have Ham or Slinky Dog or any of those you know iconic characters. So uh, uh your answer there was really interesting to me. Um, so if you could do um another individual story but still with a toy story character it doesn't have to be a backstory film um so from toy story specific uh iconic library of characters who else which other of the toys of the characters would you like to tell a separate story with uh, you know I don't, I don't know if i'd do it again i don't think i would I, i'm really connected to, to... To Buzz, the the connection to Toy Story is not the juice for me. Like it's not like I like 
buzz from the standpoint of like, I like to know about his backstory and investigate what that would actually look like as a movie. But I, I think that like explaining things that, that are uh, explaining more, like, I don't know who I, I you know, like, I, I don't know what to value it would be to do more of them for me personally, as a filmmaker, it's a lot of, it's a lot of time in, in the Toy Story universe. And one of the challenges is, you know, the, the film Lightyear is not a Toy Story movie uh, and it's not intended to be a Toy Story movie yet. Uh, that was a really hard thing to kind of communicate to the audience. And so that sense of disappointment of it not being a Toy Story movie, I don't know what value it is to try that again with a different right. character. You know what I mean? It just doesn't, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me. That said, uh, you know, I could always go for a wrestling picture, so maybe a Rocky Gibraltar backstory. But I just don't know if that would be something that I would I, w- I would chase. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, it's interesting because after Lightyear came out, and I think as the trailers were coming out, and we were getting closer to the film. Um, I mean, I've I've done a whole I've done a whole you know fan sort of podcast about like ideas I would like to see for Toy Story's future, and there's there's quite a few. <laughs> uh, just because obviously I'd like to spend more time with these characters. Um, one particular mm-hmm. idea that uh, fans were sort of talking about and stuff, obviously to do with Woody, is um, a an idea for like a Woody's Roundup type of film, which we did see some of that in Toy Story 2, obviously meets the Roundup gang, Jesse, Stinky Pete and uh, Bullseye. Um, would that be something you think could work? As a, it depends which angle you'd specifically take with that, because that's like obviously that's the the old like TV show that got cancelled and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that could work? Obviously, you've got Woody, who's a you know big iconic character with Toy Story. Um, do you think that could work as a like film or maybe Disney Plus show or something? I say that's another option. Uh, I mean, could it work? I don't uh, potentially as, as far, but I don't know. I think you'd have to have someone that was really passionate about that to mm-hmm. to to chase that down. Um, I mean, I think that his backstory of what he came from is pretty well explored. So if it was like you wanted to see a bunch of episodes of Woody's <laughs> of Woody's Roundup, that seems like a lot of work to do something that would be much easier to be executed with actual marionette puppets. And I don't know if that's something that would be really compelling, hmm, <laughs> but maybe I still definitely watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but the way I look at it is let, if someone's excited about that, let, let it be someone else's success. Okay. So. Okay. Um, one idea like I've kind of thrown out and again, this, this probably won't happen. I would, cause I love these characters so much. I would literally watch Buzz and Woody sitting, let's say, it, whether it be in uh, Connie's room or Andy's room or whatever, or, or somewhere, literally watching them j- just sit on a shelf, talk, maybe some of the other toys are like below them or something, like on the ground and playing. I, I'd, I'd easily watch something like that for, I don't know, a 30 minute, a one hour Disney Plus show every week for a long time. <laughs> That's, I'd, I'd even go so as far you, as Do you want just the toys sitting on a shelf discussing like just random topics or... Yeah, contemplating a lot of, a lot of history there with with those characters. Mm-hmm. They've been together a while. Um, mm-hmm. There's probably other things that happened with Andy that maybe haven't been explored. Um, it's just me being a greedy Toy Story fan, really. So <laughs> I wanted to spend <laughs> more time with the characters. Um, Certainly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last question for you. So we've spoken a little bit about other potential projects. Um, one which would more directly, hopefully, line up with you 
and one that you've teased a little bit in a very fun, interesting way. You've talked about uh, a particular gravity belt uh, on, on Twitter. Um, when could myself and many others get the pleasure of seeing possibly a light year two? Well, I, um, you know, I, I, just, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I think it really comes down to what the, uh, what all of the players are interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I don't, at this time, I I I I I can't uh, speak out of turn on that, but uh, sure. you know, I would be open to it. Uh, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how uh, everything works out as far as how it does on streaming on the, on the near long term, whatever. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. Um, the overall, yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, I'm sure many people will be up for seeing that, myself included. Um, I'd love to see. A light year too, uh, as well as many other things. Um, do do you have particularly like so? If Pixar said to you tomorrow or you know some other point um, about doing a light year too, do do you currently have like an idea of what you would? I mean, there's a little bit of like a thing at the end. It's like oh, that could that particular thing could lead into a light year too. Um, but do you have like a specific maybe idea in mind? If if that were yes. the case. Yes, but that's all I can say. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not asking for the uh, the script, uh, particularly. But um, no, it's good that that idea is uh somewhere out there. So, um, well, Angus, thank you very, very much for for chatting. Well, thank with me you. Today. I'm glad you liked the movie. I'm glad it resonated with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for taking the time out to uh, talk to me today. Um, of course, this has been quite surreal, and I can't wait. I've not told anybody I'm doing this uh so it'll be hopefully a nice surprise for other people um but we said we were going to end this on a particular note so as bars like you would say usually sometimes with other people uh to infinity and beyond <laughs>